Businesses don't just exist on Instagram. Figuring out which place you want to shine and what works for you, that's something everyone should be experimenting with. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 32, and today we're chatting with Tara Reed, who is also known as the introvert coach. She did something that many of us may have wanted to do at one point or another. She quit Instagram. We knew we just had to chat with her about this big move for her business and how, as an introvert, she uses other marketing tools to grow her business in a way that feels good for her. We are so excited for you to listen to this episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Hello, Tara. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Yeah, thank you both so much for having me. Yes, you. we were just on your podcast like a little at the time of this recording. It was like a month, maybe a month ago now. Um, but yeah, we connected on, if anyone's listened to that, we kind of just connected by um, actual, actually just outreach because we were doing a little bit of backlink outreach for our own podcast, ended up meeting you and talking and it kind of like flourished into a relationship, which is awesome. And I think like that's the power of marketing overall. So mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of cool. But why don't you tell our audience if they haven't heard of you yet, um, who you are, what you do, what that journey is that got you kind of where you are today? Yeah. So um, my journey has been a long one. I've been an online entrepreneur for over 16 years now. Um, I initially started with a handmade jewelry business, which then using some of my self-taught skills um, grew into a six-figure brand that I ended up selling. But in the meantime, I had a lot of people reaching out and asking me for help with their businesses. So that's where I kind of shifted into services, helping others. And I found that that's really what I love to do. Um, So I was, my business used to be called the introvert coach because I am a huge introvert. (laughs) Um, And I loved that I was able to tie that into my brand. Um, because for the longest time I pretended to be somebody else. I thought that that's what I had to do. I had to be bubbly. I had to show up on video all the time and it was exhausting. So I finally allowed myself to be my introvert, authentic self. And that being that authentic voice, I feel like for other introverts has really propelled my business forward and really helped me find my passion in helping specifically introverts, but really anyone who doesn't like social media as much and wants more organic ways to attract the right people to them. Absolutely. I think that is so powerful that you, by just by leaning in on something that you feel you're most authentic at, like you helped grow your business and connect with others who you can relate to even closer. I think that's very powerful. 
Yeah. And I also love that you said that you were trying to do what everybody else was doing by being on social and being extroverted. And you, you realize like, this is not who I am and this is super uncomfortable. This is exhausting. And I'm just simply going to stop doing that. And you really honed in onto like who you are and what you do like to do and where you want to be. Because I think a lot of people really get stuck in this idea of like, I have, to, I have to show up on Instagram and I have to show up on TikTok and I have to be in stories and I have to dance and I have to sing. And if I don't do these things, my business isn't going to thrive. And I, it's just, it's exhausting for the people who even like it. I would say like Abby and I like to be in these places and it's still exhausting and hard. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think for me, especially, and i probably a lot of other people, if you are in that spot right now where you're trying to force yourself to be somebody that you aren't and do all these things that other people have told you that you have to do. Um, a couple of things are going to happen. You're going to feel exhausted and you're going to start to resent and hate your business and not want to market at all. Um, and then also, if you probably go back and watch the videos or the reels that you're doing where you, you didn't really enjoy it, they're probably not actually getting you results anyway, because they, they just don't feel authentic and people watching them aren't going to be able to connect with you because they can tell that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We were talking earlier today, like you can't like faking it until you make it is not a thing anymore. People can, people can see right through that now. So yeah, yeah, definitely. The word have to do something in marketing is also just like, it's gross. I feel like, yeah, it is. The mm -hmm. second I hear someone say that, like just even on social, like you have to do video. Like the second I hear that word, it's an immediate trigger, I think for us, because it's so like marketing is so broad. Like it's not just Instagram. It's not just blogging. Like it encompasses so many things. And I think like you as a business owner, you can find that uniqueness that where you like to live and thrive there because you're going to be so much more confident in yourself and your abilities to actually market your business because you like what you're doing. And that's going to actually drive you more results than pretending to dance on reels. Yeah. I actually had, um, my very first person that I hired as kind of like a business coach or mentor. This was like, gosh, like <clears throat> maybe 10 years ago now. And, um, I remember her saying when I said, I'm, I'm not comfortable with showing up on video and putting myself out there, like every single day. It's just not for me. And she's like, well, you have to. So you need to create, if you need to create a persona as your like online person, then that's what you need to do. And I was like, but I'm not doing this to be an actress. Like this, this just doesn't feel um, right. And I think it's important to know, like authenticity goes a long way. And for the longest time, I, I didn't even want to admit that I was an introvert. I felt like there was something wrong with it. And I had to just try to force myself outside my comfort zone, outside my shell. And it wasn't until I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. It's just not sustainable and it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's so incredible that you realize that and that you stepped outside of that. And you're like, actually, I'm not going to do what people are telling me to do. I'm going to do what feels right for me and my business. Yeah. So speaking of that, because you did something, I think a lot of people are absolutely terrified to do is you actually said, Hey, I'm going to say goodbye to Instagram. Like it's not serving me. I don't like it here. I'm just going to say goodbye to it. So can you tell us a little bit about what like led you to that decision to say goodbye completely to that platform? Yeah. So I've 
I've always kind of had, I, I described it as a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Um, there'd be some weeks where I was really loving it. I was on there every day. It felt good. I was engaging and networking and responding to DMs and all of that. And then some days or weeks, I was just like, I don't even want to open the app. It's just, it feels so exhausting. I just don't even want to go on there. Um, so one thing I love is creating content. So I had a lot of content ready to go for Instagram. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to schedule out everything that I have ready that, that is ready to go all these posts. And um, I scheduled them all out and they actually ran for like six months. So in that six month period, I was not on the app at all. Like I would maybe check in like once a month. And then I was seeing like, oh, I was getting all these messages and people were thinking that I was still there all the time because I was consistently posting. So I realized, okay, I don't want to be doing that because there was a couple of opportunities that I maybe missed because they had just messaged me um, in the DMs on Instagram instead of sending an email. So I was like, I need to make this official. I need to decide right now if I'm going to let it go officially or try to force myself back into it. And I decided to finally just let it go and post a goodbye message. Um, and yeah, it's been amazing. I think I've been on the app like twice since I posted that. Um, one was just to send a message to somebody who I knew was active on there. Um, and then I posted a story when I had, when I got my hair done, I was like, I just need to share this photo somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but other than that, I've not been back on the app at all. That's awesome. How do you feel? Cause I think the second everyone thinks that they'll take a break, they're like, okay, I'm going to take a break, but my business will suffer. Do you feel like when you finally made that decision, which I know it wasn't that long ago, but do you feel like you had any moment where you're like, okay, maybe I need to go back. Like I, I, my business is suffering because of it. Not really. I've poured a lot of my focus and energy into my email list. And that's where my like main people really are or already were, or if they weren't, I know I had a lot of people on Instagram um, that were also introverts who didn't really engage or interact, but I know that they were there and they were watching everything. So I, when I said that goodbye message, I was like, if you want to stay connected and like stay up to date with everything and still get like valuable content, get on my email list, just sign up for any freebie. Um, Cause that's where you're going to be getting all of the goods. Like instead of having to see social media posts, you're going to get it delivered to your inbox. <laughs> um, so I've really been diving into my email list even more and growing that out, um, working on all of my funnels and my email sequences. Um, I finally signed up for deadline funnels so that I could do some evergreen sales sequences um, so it's been, it's been really amazing. I don't miss Instagram at all. <laughs> that was going to be my next question is like, is there any part of it that you miss? But it sounds like there's not really. And I think the thing that people struggle with too, is that another thing in marketing is like, when we say you have to show up on video or you have to do this, I think a big one of those halves is like, you have to be on Instagram or TikTok. And, and we know that like Instagram is trending to be a video forward platform. So I think everybody is just like, okay, I have to be on one of these because that's what people are telling me, but they forget 
that there are so many other ways to market yourself, such as Pinterest or email lists or uh, YouTube, anything like that. So I think this is just so powerful that you quit Instagram mm-hmm. because I guarantee you, like all of our audience is gasping right now. Like what? Like people can do that and still have a business. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I yeah, I, I don't regret it at all. I think it was definitely the best decision for me right now. I can't say that I'm never going to maybe jump back into it if I ever get the urge, but for now, it's really nice to have a break and focus on other content marketing methods that are more fun and less like pressure filled. Like you have to show up every single day. You have to engage, you have to respond to messages and all of that was just a little bit too much for me to handle every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I just actually brought this up to Abby yesterday, actually. And I was like, so I think we should stop showing up on Instagram. Like, I think we should stop posting content on the weekends. I said, we started this business to free up our weekends, to free up time and spend with our family and friends. And I said, I don't think that we need to be pushing out content on Saturday and Sunday. I don't think our audience is expecting it every Saturday they open up their platform. So I think we just decided like, we'll just show up organically, like in the stories on Instagram. But Mm -hmm. so I would say that Mm -hmm. like, that's kind of a big step for us that we don't have to fill every day with a Mm -hmm. post. Yeah. Taking the pressure off of yourself to have to do the platform like someone else is so important. Like if anyone is listening to this and feeling like maybe I need to take a break, I would 100% take a break. And we always say like your um, goodbye message is beautiful. Like it is the perfect way for someone to be like, I haven't seen them live in a while. What's going on? And if you bounce to their page, then you can see exactly where to go. Like people know, like you said, go to my email list. Mm -hmm. This is where I am. I'm living like businesses don't just exist on Instagram. Like they exist so many different ways behind the scenes and figuring out which place you want to shine and what works for you. Like that's something everyone should be experimenting with, like finding those platforms where you want to live. Um, it's so important. Yeah. And I can, I can say too, like even as a consumer or user of Instagram, I've been noticing like the past year, my feed is just filled with reels and I I think like, I don't, I know that they're pushing that, but for me, I was like, they should like go off of my, the content I consume because I don't watch reels. I don't like reels. (laughs) Like if I scroll my feed, I just scroll through to find a static post where I can actually read the caption and maybe leave a comment or check out their profile. Um, So I thought, okay, because they can see how I'm engaging with content, they're going to stop showing me reels, but that didn't happen. It just got more and more. So it's like, yeah, I don't even enjoy it as a user anymore either. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure your audience is like, they're probably the same way. Like, you know, who your audience is, what they like to consume. And there's no reason why you need to force yourself to be on that platform. If your audience isn't even liking it either. Like, I think that's a moment where you have to think about who your audience is, where your audience is, and then also finding them like you don't need to force yourself to show up somewhere that's not working. Right. Or Mm -hmm. just show up how you want to, I would say. They're like, they're not going away from photos. They keep saying that that's their heritage and they want to keep it. But I think if like, let's say you're a photographer and you hate making reels, but you just want to post images of what your work is, then I say you still show up that way because the people who are following you, they've been following you for a while probably. And you know, that's your work, your portfolio. So just show up with your beautiful work and 
I think that that's fine too. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we always have mm -hmm. to conform to exactly what the app is telling us to do. Mm -hmm. We call we call it feeding the beast. Yeah, feeding the beast. The beast is always hungry. Uh, so yeah, I no. I've ahead. been thinking like if if I ever do go back, it'll probably like maybe just just on stories. I'll still leave like my goodbye message and won't post any like new content, but I'll just be hanging out in stories and engaging with other people's stories and responding to them. Um, that's probably what it would look like to me, and I yeah. think that would be a little easier, but. Again, it depends. Maybe they'll change and um, stories will completely be re revamped by the time I decide to come back. Yeah, you never know. It's constantly right. changing. Yeah, but I also love that that's what you're thinking of. And I think so many people need to ask themselves that question too of like, what does showing up on this platform mean to me? Not what does the algorithm ask of me? Because our full-time job is not working at Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Our full-time job is our business. So what does that platform look like to you? Set those parameters so that you're not like just drowning in all of the things that people are telling you to do and show up as it works and do it that way for a few months and then reevaluate and say like, okay, it's not working or it is serving me or um, maybe I can grow more now because I have more confidence on this platform because it is working for me. I think it's, it's just constantly asking that question, like not what does Instagram want for me, but it's what should I do for my business? Like, how can I show up on this platform? Right. It's actually kind mm -hmm. of asking what you want from Instagram, essentially. Like, what do I want from this app versus what mm -hmm. does this app want for me? Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge mindset shift that people need to start thinking about, yeah. me included. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. So I want to, I'm curious because of your audience and you and this introvert, um, I know a lot of people can resonate with this. A lot of our audience can probably resonate with this too. The pressure for video, um, because not just like we've talked about Instagram, like how immense the pressure is on Instagram to show up in reels and in videos and stories and all of that. But it's even the same when it comes to, um, blogging and YouTube and like having video content is becoming so prevalent. Do you, how do you approach this? Like, how do you navigate this with your, with your students and with your clients? Um, so I've, I've definitely gotten a lot better with video, um, over time. So I do think if you're just absolutely terrified, it's worth trying it to see if it's just the fear that's holding you back, or if it's just something that you don't want to do, um, consistently, which, I do now show up on video. Like I do, um, well, the podcast isn't entirely video, but it is my voice. Um, and then I do a live workshop every month. I have live coaching calls in my membership. Um, I do summit, um, presentations as a speaker. So I do show up quite a bit, but it's always, most of the time it's not live. And if it is live, it's like, just to my community. So I feel a lot more comfortable. It's not like being broadcast live on my Facebook page for anyone to see and comment. Um, it's more like I've curated my own community. Um, so I have a private Facebook group where if somebody purchases anything for me, it doesn't matter if it's $9 or $200 course, they, get, they can join my private Facebook group. So that feels more comfortable to me. And I'm able to show up in a more authentic way and less nervous and terrified about it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The authenticity when you're on video is so clear, like in the confidence you have, I think yeah. totally comes through. 
And when you're not feeling good about where you're showing up, that's going to come through and how you show up. So yeah, I like, I like that of like video can still work for you. It doesn't mean that you need to be dancing in reels or doing some crazy (laughs) act, but instead you can show up to a smaller community. Like you don't need to do something massive to a big cold audience. You can do something to some people who truly know you already trust you. You feel more comfortable to be live and show up with them. I think that's good. Yeah. It's much more intimate, Mm -hmm. much more um, around the community that you've already built. So it feels less uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and out of the comfort zone. So yeah. So you dropped Instagram and that would probably be like one of the number one ways that we organically market ourselves. So now that you've dropped Instagram, what is your favorite way to organically market your business right now? Um, So my main focus right now is blogging. Um, So I've always been blogging, but now I'm like getting back at it more consistently. Um, So blogging, and then I tie that into SEO and driving more organic traffic to my website from search engines. Um, And then the blogging kind of works well with Pinterest. It works well with growing my email list and getting people into my email world, which I'm really like sharing the value and nurturing my email list now. So it, it's, it's kind of like a perfect storm. They all work together, but I would say that blogging is like the, the primary main method for driving people in. Um, and then like with Pinterest, that's the goal there is to drive people to the blog posts. And then once they're on the blog post, the goal is to get them onto my email newsletter. Yeah, that's beautiful. That is like, you're speaking a lot of our language over here. Organically (laughs) marketing for me is I like Instagram most. She's definitely the Abby's the blogging and the SEO. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah. um, Yeah. That's fantastic. I know. I think that's, it's so how you market your business. Like we can't, I can't say this enough. Like how you market your business should be unique to you. Like there's so many of the same platforms out there that we all feel the pressure to be everywhere and on everything, but where you spend your pride, like those priority platforms, where you spend your time identifying what those are, and then realizing like, this is where my effort and energy is going to go. And then if I feel like repurposing content somewhere else, like say in the future, you decide that you want to repurpose some of the content that you have somewhere on Instagram, you're going to repurpose it, but it's not creating content for Instagram. Like you're already prioritizing your content elsewhere and that's working for you. Like you have an insane email list and awesome loyal customers. And like that is powerful. That's so much more powerful than having a hundred thousand Instagram followers who don't engage with you. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people tend to forget too. Mm -hmm. I think people are, I think Instagram is still very much vanity focused where it's like, oh, I need a hundred thousand followers. And if that, if I get that, that means I'm successful. And that means that I am going to have this flourishing business. And it's like, not necessarily <laughs> like the number that your following count doesn't matter at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's chat for a second about Pinterest because selfishly, I think this is a platform that we Uh, It was one of the first things that we outsourced, honestly, because it was like, okay, I know we need to be there. We know it's a search engine. We know that it's so important for SEO and it's an outlet for our blogs. Um, So like it was the first thing we outsourced, but at the same time, I think it's so powerful for so many people's businesses that it ends up being like one of their priority social platforms, so to speak. Um, And it's been changing a ton, a ton. So where have you been finding the most success when it comes to Pinterest for your business? 
Yeah. So I think with, um, yeah, Pinterest is changing a lot. I feel like, um, it's definitely changed a lot. It's almost getting to the point where it's like as hard to keep up with the changes as it is with Instagram. But, um, I find Pinterest a little bit more fun because it's less of the networking and engaging. It's more about sharing your content and putting it out there. And again, like encouraging people to click through and attracting them. Um, with Pinterest, I think it's important for pretty much anyone to test the different formats that they have. So Pinterest does have the static pins, they have video pins, um, they have idea pins, which is now called story pins, I believe, or or the other way around. I can't remember. They had to change the name probably because of Instagram. <laughs> Um, and so I think it's important to kind of test with your audience, like which format is going to perform best. Cause I feel like it's not the same, um, for any two accounts and any two audiences. Like at one point I was doing a lot of idea pins and they were doing really well. And then suddenly they just stopped. They were not doing anything. So I think it's good if you're on Pinterest and really focusing on it to check your analytics at least like monthly and make pivots and changes and maybe be open to changing up your strategy as the numbers lead you to make those changes. Yeah. As with anything, right. We're oh, always saying yeah. that <laughs> have those, have those moments where you're like evaluating your performance and you can't, if you decide you're going to be everywhere, how in the world are you ever going to have enough time to analyze the performance of what you're doing? Like you can't, we can barely create content to be everywhere. Right. And then you have to analyze the performance to adjust. Like it's just coming down to picking your priority platforms is so important because you, yeah, you have to prioritize your time and then figure out what's working for you, how you can reach your audience and all of that. Yeah. I think that's why I love blogging so much is because it's like the, the perfect long form content and it can work with so many other marketing methods and platforms. Like it works with, um, SEO. It works perfectly with Pinterest. You can take the blog post and repurpose it into email newsletters. It leads into your email marketing funnels. Like it's just, yeah, I just love blogging. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to hear us say anything different. A hundred percent agree. And yes. I think it's, yeah, it's a platform that it's not going to go away. Like I don't, if you ask someone if they Google less now than they did before, I think they would probably say, absolutely not. I Google more now than I've ever Googled before. Like, yeah. <laughs> I especially think ever since like COVID hit and everybody, you know, had to be quarantined and they were stuck at home and just different ways of, I don't know, figuring out how to live with your family that long day in, day out. And I just, I think people Google way more now than they ever have. Mm -hmm. And yeah, blogging is not dead. We've heard it yeah. from a few people that it is, but we will argue yeah. that. It's not yeah. going away. I know. So how do you think, um, I can tell that like definitely email is one of your really big passions and it's like, we totally agree. It's such an important platform to be on. Um, what do you think the best way if we have people that are, are listening and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm not loving Instagram. Maybe I do need to try something else. What's the easiest way in to kind of get started in a new, in a new platform, like some of the ones that you really love being on? Um, so for email marketing, I think the best thing you can do is create a lead magnet, um, or some kind of low ticket digital product or offer that is going to get people to give you their email address. Um, 
there's so much, so much free content and lead magnets out there that, and people tend to be a little, um, closed off about their email. Like they don't just give it out all the time. So if you have something that your ideal person really wants and needs, like they are going to sign up for it and get on your email list. And then it's about really nurturing them and being consistent. So whether that's, if you have email sequences already set up that are automated, um, you just really have to be consistent because you don't want to get people signing up and on your list. And then you don't, they don't get any other emails after the freebie delivery email um, for a month. And then you email and they're like, I don't know who this person is, but unsubscribe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think for us at the beginning, the first couple of years, probably of our business, we did do lead magnets. We captured, we, mm-hmm. we were those people. We were those people that sent the email we every were. once in a while yeah. when we had something to say or something to sell, we weren't building a relationship. Like it was a very different, and it was because we, you know, we were just starting and you didn't have time, which like, there's no shame in that. Like that we've all been there. That's yeah. how, that's how it happens. But, um, we finally sat down with the copywriter and we named our email sequence and we were like Tuesday tips and sips. This is perfect. Like beverages are our thing. And then all of a sudden we're like, and it's on Tuesday. We can't cheat. Like we now have mm-hmm. a day. We know we're sending it every Tuesday. We have a name. And ever since we did that for our own sequence, it was like, we will never miss a day. Like that's just it. So I think once you build something like that, that you really love, then you will stick to it. Like that consistency mm-hmm. is so important to build that trust with your audience. Yeah. That accountability for sure. And if you really want to keep yourself accountable, you name it with a day of the week because <laughs> then you definitely can't miss it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love having, having a consistent plan to make sure that you are consistent and hold yourself accountable. Um, I've actually started recently sending a lot more emails on the fly too. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I, I feel like I should share this with my list and I'll just write one up and I'm actually really excited with how my email growth has has been going since I left Instagram. Like I sent an email out, I think it was about last week or the week before. And it was one that I just wrote on the fly. And I was like, I'm just going to send this and share it. Um, It was primarily value-based. It wasn't like promoting anything in particular. And I had the most replies to that email I've ever had. And I even had one person say, this is the best email I've received all summer. And I'm like, yay, my email marketing is working. Right. That's amazing. That is awesome. I'd have to say the replies to like sequences, it's so like never hesitate to reply. Like anyone listening to and they like want to reply to a sequence, like please do because it like lights Mm -hmm. us up inside. We're like, yes, yes. Like I am so glad that you actually like we asked you what you do because we want to get to know you. And I'm so happy that you replied. So that kind of like, it's just another platform to build relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be scary. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We all love getting replied. So yeah, feel free to reply to any email, even if it's just like, thank you. This was great. Like we love to hear that. Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so speaking of, why don't you tell our audience where they can go to find you, how they can get on that amazing email list that you have and all that good stuff. Yeah. So if you, um, go to my website at the terrorread.com, Um, go to my free resources page. I think I have about 12 freebies. So you can um, pick one and then you'll be on my email list. 
Um, if you do sign up for more than one at once, you will probably get into multiple email sequences. So you might get a few extra emails at the start. Um, unfortunately, there's no way I can change that. But <laughs> just know that if you do sign up for multiple, you'll be hearing from me quite a bit in your inbox. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's all good stuff, I promise. Yes. <laughs> right. Seriously. Well, thank you so much for being on. And yeah, we're just so excited for everyone to take a listen to this one. We think it's it's great. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you both so much for having me. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.